0: Hey, welcome to the Pharmacy Residency Podcast, a member of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Uh, today I wanted to talk to you about guaranteeing a match and also what is called information asymmetry. Uh, its I first heard it in, about information asymmetry in a uh, podcast that I listened to with Guy Raz. Uh, it's called the how i built this podcast it's really cool it's a really long stories you know usually around 90 minutes uh, with some of the people that have you know built certain businesses and uh, the information asymmetry that he was talking about uh, in that episode was with the founder of zillow the founder of expedia where before back in the day, uh, you wouldn't have information on prices for homes or you wouldn't have information uh, for prices on airlines and you had to go through a travel agent or real estate agent and then having that information really helped. So I'll get to that in a minute but what I want to do is talk about the residency interview prep support course uh, and I will be including a copy uh, if you don't already have it. Uh, I will send you the 100 strong questions answers Uh, and Rationale's ebook. Just email me at TonyThePharmacist at gmail.com after you sign up. Uh, And then I'm also providing six months of email support so what I'm saying is I'm not just like okay here's the course good luck. I'm saying all right, well once you have questions start asking me questions and I will be able to advise you on the way. I really want to go on this journey with you and kind of make sure that you know uh, as you're getting these interviews you don't make the, the mistakes that, that would cost you something that you might get. Uh, and then, if you don't interview or if you don't match, uh, I will refund your, your $95, uh, no problem, uh, no questions asked. Uh, so, again, my, my hope, of course, is that you do match, but uh, I wanna go on this with you and I wanna say, you know, 100% you know, if you uh, don't match, then we didn't match. Uh, and then I want you to have uh, your money back. So let me talk about this information asymmetry and the importance of what was in the course, which is uh, talking about and understanding the point system. So information asymmetry is when one person has more information than another. So before Carfax and all those things, when you were buying a used car, the dealer knew the condition of the car but you didn't necessarily. Now you could check it out, have a mechanic check it out, but maybe there was something underlying that they knew about that you didn't. The same thing is true when you buy a home. Uh, You're going to have a home inspection and you're hoping that your home inspector can find all the things uh, that are reasonable that you could uh, ask for. Though in this market uh, home inspections are being waived, which is uh, not necessarily the best thing in the world. So let's talk about how asymmetric things are for the applicant. So the residency applicant, they say, well, oh man, in the in the match, when you're in the algorithm, it totally favors the resident. And that is true. But the process itself favors the site. And I want to talk about why that is. So first of all, there is real-time data about how many applications each site has on any given day it's all going through one place so it's just like a, you know you have got those little old counters where you would see people going through the turnstiles and you know it's click 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 you see you know all of the increases in the number of people there could be a real time application to all 4000 you know of the spots and you know maybe you'd have to do it by site or something like that or by code but why is it that we don't have the information as an applicant as to how many applicants they have now i'm not trying to say well you know they need to tell us all their secrets but the reality is that you as an applicant don't know how many to applications to send so the average is 11. that's what the average was two years ago and that that information is actually pretty hard to find. But the reality is that, okay, well, let's say you are president of an association, you did a national ASHP presentation, uh, you have strong clinical APPEs. What what number does that equal? I'm going to guess it's closer to seven to eight uh, and then you would get a residency. But let's say you aren't president and you didn't Presented ASHP and you all, you're, you've got one or two clinicals, but your clinicals unfortunately are going to be in April and May. It's gonna to be tough to interview well. Well, you might want to double it and get closer to 18. Uh, so, you know, if we had the number of applications that residency sites were having at in real time then we would know, okay, well, I'm applying to an academic medical center that has 250 applications, and it's the middle of December, you know, and I'm applying to four academic medical centers, which have between them 900 applications. I'm probably going to go over the minimum four, and I'm probably going to start saying, okay, well, let's go find some that don't have that many applications. It's a really easy number to display, but we don't have that information. The next thing you want to know is how far down did that site have to go to get their resident? So, what I'm saying is when the algorithm favors the resident applicant versus the residency site, you know, some sites are going to get, you know, maybe their third, fourth, fifth choice, and other sites are going to have to go way down. Okay. That is a really good indicator of how much people want that site. So number of applications, but also how far down in their choices did they have to go? And this transparency isn't there. You have no idea how well this site did with applicants. Like, did applicants feel like this was a great site and put them first? Or did applicants after their interview say, man, I I mean, I'll put them on there because I want a residency, but I'm definitely not putting them first. Okay. And then the one thing that you may or may not be able to get is, and we'll just do three of these how does the current resident actually feel? Now, they're going to put on a great face, especially if you're on a Zoom call and say, hey, you know, things are great. You know, you should totally come here. That's awesome. But what is it really like? Okay. And are they regretting their decision? Do they wish they had ranked somewhere else higher? And some residents will tell you. I, I've heard in interviews countless times that a resident said, I regret coming here. Okay? When they were alone and didn't have the RPD around or their, their fellow classmates, or they would DM you or something like that. And they, they would really probably want it not to be written. But because they are people that care for other people, they're going to tell you. Okay, Now, how can you, since you applied blind, you have no idea how many applications this place is getting and you have some idea of how many people they're going to interview because you're going to see the slots for the interviews and you're going to get some idea of the strength of the other applicants. So let's talk about the point system and what you're going to want to look for as you're getting into these interviews. So the first thing is you're gonna get a kind of a general sense of who's in the room. So I keep hearing this over and over again that if you win the interview day, that is let's say there's six spots and six interview days and there are eight people interviewing in each of those days. If you are number one of eight, my understanding is that many times you will be the applicant that they are putting highest because it's really difficult to compare applicants in different groupings, and it's a lot easier to just pick a winner from each one. And maybe that that doesn't happen exactly that way, but the first thing you kinda wanna know is, what level are these applicants at? And the first thing you'll listen to, and this really helps introverts, because instead of getting at in your head, which is, oh, are they gonna like me and all that stuff, all of a sudden you are in listening mode where you are listening, then this is your deal. You are listening to what the other people are saying. Oh, where are you guys from? Okay. Oh, really? That's cool, and that's cool, and that's cool. Oh man, okay. They couldn't get anybody from this tier school or other way around. Oh man, looks like everybody's from a top tier school here. You know, and that's the first kind of thing that's gonna come to mind is, all right, well, where are these guys from? And are they from around here? And that is huge because regionally is a lot easier to match because there's probably appies and things like that. Also, watch out for the gunner who's been there. So there's a lot of times where you're going to have someone in there. It's like, oh, I loved hanging out with you, Dr. and Such. We had such a great time when I was in your appy. And you're like, whoa, all right. These guys are already buddies. Maybe this isn't the place for me. Now it's not the residency side fault that the the person started doing this but first of the first thing you're looking at is okay what level of college are these guys coming to and we're not talking about USA today we're talking about not USA today but the US News and World Report we are talking about match rates so As you're sitting there listening to them, hey, let me just write down what seven schools you guys are from and then I'll go look at your match rates after the interview because you'll have two months to hear nothing anyway. Second thing, how did they interview in the group? So when you start looking at the points and the things that they're expecting you to hit and the clinical pieces and and working together, are they somebody that just kind of tried to have the right answer? Or are they someone that you know really paid attention to other people and, and integrated other people's answers in their answer? You know, what, what kind of camaraderie kind of developed in that group? Then you're looking for key points from their experience. So they're going to say things like, well, when I was president or when I was vice president or when I directed a flu clinic or one of my, when, when I was doing uh, an elective pediatric, Um, intensive care unit appy and you want to keep you just want to be busy be taking notes on all of these things because what you want to do is then compare afterwards and say okay well I know how I felt I did with the interview itself but how did I compare to the actual people that were in that room okay and so I remember (laughs) this is this takes me way back my first 5k Uh, First one I ever did, I was in this gym, it was in Dundalk in, you know, the east side of Baltimore and I, the trophies were out and I was looking at them, I was like, there's first, there's second, there's third. And I was like, oh man, you know, maybe maybe I'll get third in this one. I'd never run a 5k in my life. I, you know, I'd never run this before. I was sizing everybody up like, okay, well, they're about my age and, oh, you know, I'm probably going to be more fit than them and all that stuff not only did i come in last in my my age group but i sprinted to the finish that wasn't the finish because the finish line and the starting line were different i was so exhausted from running that race and i I just ran it wrong I, i basically went full speed the first mile died the second mile and then the third it was over but i had a whole troop of like boy scouts like just running past me at the very end these little guys and I'm like oh man you know as I'm kind of limping across uh, this finish line and that was only three miles back then so I it was just you know I, I had looked at them and I was looking at the wrong indicators you know I didn't have the data I needed but if you start listening to what they're saying then what you can do is not only do you you know, use what they say, you say, oh yeah. So although I didn't hold the, the president role in my, my organization, I was the treasurer and we were able to move from just bake sales at $100 to almost 10,000 now where we are actually in a stadium and raising money for uh, our organization, something like that. Um, and then uh, the kind of last thing is as they're talking about their research and those types of things you want to start looking at the reactions of the residents and the reactions of the other students and what you're going to find is something called congruency so congruency is where it's a good fit it's a good match literally and it's you you can't You can't fake interest, especially as the the interview kind of wears on, especially as you're in these groups. And someone will start talking about something and they'll just kind of like, oh, yeah, all right, well, we heard that one. And then you'll see genuine interest. And you can kind of, even during the interview day, kind of start working your way through those uh, things and making sure that what you're talking about with the interest and all that stuff kind of matches what the site is looking for. Or maybe you find that, it actually isn't a match. Uh, I've heard over and over again that, you know, dating online, uh, when you meet them, you actually meet them in person. You meet them for the first time. It's like meeting a new person and a different person. So again, I I really want to take this journey with you. Uh, The course will... Provide email support so we can kind of go back and forth. You'll you'll have questions. Uh, the RPD will say things and say, okay, well, what do I do now? And is there a template for this and that? And uh, I've helped uh, you know hundreds of students get the uh, match. And uh, this is I'm I'm excited for this. I'm excited to to be part of it and and kind of going on the journey, um, all in. And I think that this can be a really, really great opportunity in the residency season um, because I think that with what's happening with the difficulty pharmacy schools are having getting students, uh, it's creating a strain where the faculty are being pulled in different ways. And it's a lot tougher for them to give the attention uh, that you would hope that they would have. Uh, during this really important time. So uh, again, if you have questions for me, pharmacist at gmail.com. Uh, you can check out the course at residency.teachable.com forward slash p forward slash interview. Uh, I hope to, to take this journey with you.